Hey, just a heads up, I'm not marking the episode as explicit, but there are a few curse words that get dropped in this one. So if you're sensitive to that kind of stuff, or if you're possibly listening in the car with young kids, you've been warned. All right, enjoy this amazing conversation with Chris and Nathaniel. Hi, and welcome to Cause Pods. I'm your host, Matthew Passy. Here on the podcast, we have one simple mission to highlight the amazing folks who are using podcasts as a way to raise awareness for good causes. Whether it's a nonprofit they work with, a charity they support, a social justice campaign they're championing, a medical condition they're battling, or someone who is just looking to make a positive impact on their local community, their state, the country, or the world. These are podcasters with a positive mission. Along with raising awareness for our guest's favorite cause, we're also going to see if we can raise some money to support their efforts. So make sure you check out the show notes for each episode at causepods.org to learn more about what they're doing and how to help them achieve their goals. We're going to take you out to the West Coast today and doing something a little bit different. I don't believe we have ever had two folks on the pod simultaneously, or if we have, it has been a really, really long time. But I am very excited for this conversation. We are speaking with Chris Beckett and Nathaniel Pallone. They are the hosts of the Born to Battle podcast. It is all about demonstrating positivity and perseverance in the battle with ALS. And in particular, it's all about raising funds and awareness for Chris's journey, taking on ALS and the healthcare expenses that he has to deal with. Chris and Nathaniel, thank you so much for joining us here on CausePod today. Matthew, thanks so much for having us on here today. We're very happy and excited to be here. Yeah, thank you, Matthew. Appreciate your time. And obviously sharing the message of Chris and ALS is important to both of us. So again, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. It is my pleasure. And just to give the audience some context, the first voice you heard was Chris and the one you'll probably hear throughout most of the conversation. And Nathaniel is here joining in the background. So, I mean, it is obvious why you guys are doing this. It's right there in the message. I guess my question to start this is really going to be taking this on together, right? Like what brought you guys together to take on this show and to launch this project? One of you is in California. One of you is up in the Portland area. So what's that relationship and and what are you guys hoping to accomplish together? So I actually posed the idea to Chris about a month ago and we know each other from high school so we actually played basketball together when we were young and we were on the same team our freshman year of high school so from there we became really good friends and our bond has continued to grow since then and even though we don't live in the same state anymore we stay in touch, we travel to see each other, and we have continued to grow our friendship beyond what we were in high school. Yeah, and also to build on that, it was an opportunity where he wanted to be able to preserve my voice and kind of capture the moments we're able to share. And also, on a somewhat selfish side, it's kind of fun because then we get to interact with each other throughout the week so forcing ourselves to kind of hang out and uh, be the best friends that we are so it's kind of a beautiful and wonderful thing that we have going on i love that i love when folks are using this platform as just a way to stay connected to people i actually did the same thing one of my first personal podcast projects was 
a buddy of mine who left the company we were working at, went West Coast to Seattle, and we decided a podcast would be a great way for us to talk once a week. So I totally, totally relate to that. So Chris, when Nathaniel approached you about doing a podcast, what was your first reaction to that, both from a what the goal and what the mission is here, but also from the sort of technical side of doing all this? I think first and foremost, it was a lot of excitement and I was truly touched by it because my friend wanted to start something like this with me and it was kind of all about me in the sense where everything is about gaining awareness for ALS and sharing my story and our story together as friends. So it's just kind of been a great opportunity and I was so touched by it because anytime, like you say, to get to hang out with your friend and stay that much more connected, especially when we're in two different states, you can't ask for anything better than that. And on the technical side, I'm going to have to leave that question a lot more to Nathaniel Given since he is the guru and everything behind our podcast. I always joke around and say, I'm just the uh, talent. I come in, <laughs> talk a little bit, crack some jokes, and he is the uh, mastermind behind everything. Before Nathaniel jumps in about that, was there any intimidation as far as getting on mic and presenting your voice to the world on this platform? Was there any hesitation? No, honestly, no hesitation because I think what me and my fiance Taylor are kind of bringing our approach to our battle with ALS is we're as open and transparent about everything as possible because there's so much unknown with this disease and how it affects people um, on day-to-day basis with relationships, so many minute things that might get overlooked. So we have, and I had no hesitation with the podcast because I'm an open book. No question is too much for me. Okay. All right. Cool. I want to get back into that battle and some of that change and what we should learn and know about ALS. But Nathaniel, going back to that question about launching a podcast, what were some of the hurdles that you were concerned with? And I mean, really, just from the technical stance of you guys are in two completely different states, close to probably a thousand miles apart from each other. What were you thinking about? Where was your background on this that you wanted to do a podcast and how'd you get it off the ground? Originally, I posed the idea because Chris had mentioned that he was doing voice banking to record his voice and allow that to be transferred over to some sort of device that he could portray his message to whoever he's talking to. Specifically, I feel like it's really important for Taylor, his fiance, to hear his voice because eventually he will lose the ability to speak. So the motivation for me was purely I get to spend more time with my friend, talk about our past and present and just every day what he's going through, and then also help with the ability to record everything we talk about and hopefully technology will advance to the point where whatever he wants to say, he'll be able to say it with his natural voice. Beyond that, I have no experience with podcasting at all. (laughs) I threw the idea out there just to see if Chris would bite, and he was all about it. 
And so from there, I figured out how I'm going to approach this and how I'm going to do it. I signed up on a website and uh, just kind of went from there. It's a continual learning process, to say the least, but I'm having fun with it. And I, again, I get, I get to spend more time with my friend. That's awesome. And it looks like, not that this is any sort of plug or anything like that, but you went with Buzzsprout as your podcast hosting platform. Uh, I've spoken to the folks at Buzzsprout actually on this show because they were doing some really cool work at the beginning of the pandemic to make it easier for folks who were sharing good information about COVID and the coronavirus to use their platform for free. So certainly we appreciate them and what they do. And it sounds like they were able to make this whole process pretty easy for you, right? Yeah, definitely. It's been a pretty seamless transition. I haven't really had any hurdles that I've had to overcome through it so far. Cool. So, Chris, you mentioned that you guys started doing the show about a month ago at the time that we're taping this right now. But I, w- I want to go back a little bit further. Just take us through kind of quickly, like, what was it like when you first got this diagnosis? And what was your sort of reaction to all of this? It had to be obviously life changing in a way. Yeah, absolutely. And I would think that how I kind of thought of it and how I saw it was almost like a a soul-crushing kind of diagnosis that you get because I was 29 years old when I got diagnosed, and I'm 31 right now. And most people that do become diagnosed with ALS are between 50 to 70 years old, so it usually hits people a little bit later. So as a 29-year-old, it really flips your life upside down because you hear the words ALS, and for those that don't know by ALS, it's a neurodegenerative disease that takes away your ability to walk, to speak, and eventually breathe. And it's always fatal with a prognosis of two to five years with no treatment or care at this time. So it really shook everything up for me. But I would say that I am a person that takes the positive and silver linings out of everything all the time. So no matter what's thrown at me, I bounce back. So it was very quickly, I would say maybe the next day or so, after I got all my cries out and kind of a whirlwind of emotions, I thought, well, all right, this is the diagnosis, but this doesn't necessarily mean my life's over. I still got a whole lot of living to do and a whole lot more to see and experience. So that tough initial response, I would say, kind of went away because I wasn't going to let me let it stop me or define me and make me think bad about how awesome 29 years I've had now. Hopefully I still got five more great and maybe 10 more amazing ones. I mean, I'm assuming, Taylor, you're, did you say fiancé or wife or girlfriend? Fiancé. Fiancé. And I'm assuming, obviously, she's been very supportive. We heard her in the beginning there helping you get set up and everything like that. So I know she's doing great and, you know, kicking ass with you. And obviously Nathaniel here is on a mission to preserve your voice and share more time with you and be a good friend. Was it like that across the board? Was the response from friends and family mostly positive or were there any breakdowns in relationships that happened when everything changed 
No, I would say everything was positive across the board. And I think what's crazy is I've had people that I knew in elementary school, middle school, reach out to me that I haven't talked to in years and mentioned how they've remembered me and how positively I impacted their life, which kind of blew me away because I'm not in the negative world. I was like, oh, uh, you still remember me even from that far long ago back in um, middle school, elementary school. But it's been, yeah, very positive across the board. People are always willing to offer a hand and want to help out in any way they can. And uh, it just blows me away how, I guess, like, people care about me and love me, and it really showed and really hit home. So I'm lucky, I tell you, man. I have amazing people surrounding me. So they really make this, let's be honest, this shitty disease something that I know I can tackle now because of all their support. I'm really, really glad to hear that. I think right now we're living in a world with a lot of shittiness, and I think it's easy for people to write each other off and to not be empathetic and sympathetic. And I'm so glad to hear that your network has rallied around you and has come back and has been even closer and supportive. I'm very, very glad to hear that. I know it's only been a month, and so it's tough to really have you know a lot of data, but has anybody reached out specifically because of what you've done on the podcast with Nathaniel? Uh, yes, we have had some people from high school and they'll message or call us. And some of the responses have kind of been about, I feel like I'm right there with you guys, just relaxing, hanging out, talking. So really made them feel like they're with, they're with us. And it was one big, on a big great time, we're just hanging out having some fun, telling some good stories and reminiscing, which I can't speak for Nathaniel, but (laughs) whenever I hear those from people, I just lit up. Because I just blows my mind how you never think you could impact someone in that way, the way that I think we have to some people so far. Have you found also that there's been a raising of awareness around ALS, what exactly it is, and what anybody can do to support either you or maybe somebody else that they know that might be fighting it? I think definitely there's been a lot more of awareness raised because um, I hear stories where a friend will share our podcast or our little documentary we have on YouTube with their entire family and just how moved their whole family was and they have no clue who I am. Never met me, but... And then they are inspired in some way because of how this disease takes a lot, but it's not taking in everything and it won't let it. So they're inspired in that sense. And one other one that my uncle has shared with me, which really hit close to home, was he has taken some of our podcast and our video to his AA groups and it has inspired people in there to really push through hard times and be able to be grateful for what they have and really appreciate the support groups they have within their group. So 
that one I never saw coming. And I guess it made me think that with the disease, other people can take some from it. And it can be relatable, which is an amazing thing that I could appeal to someone besides those actually directly affected by LS. So that's just been, yeah, that's been an awesome thing beyond ever imagined too. That is really cool. So many of the people that I talk to for cause pods talk about, you know, the struggle to get people to tune in because typically, right, if you're not fighting cancer, then why are you listening to a cancer podcast? Or if you don't think you're dealing with depression, why would you listen to a podcast about depression? But to hear that your journey and your positivity and your perseverance is helping a completely unrelated group of folks who could use a good lift. That's just so, so awesome. Nathaniel, are, were you surprised to hear that that was happening with uh, with the show? Yeah, definitely. Just hearing the story from Chris about the AA meeting and his message being shared there was very inspiring and definitely did not expect that at the least. I really just expected people that we know, that we grew up with, to maybe tune in here and there. But I knew Chris and his positivity, it spreads. (laughs) The way he is portraying his message is completely through positivity, and you can't really go wrong with that. I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, I literally started talking to you guys, you know, looking at the counter. We've been recording for about 20 minutes here. I spoke to you for about two minutes before we even hit the record. And right away, I could just tell from Chris that your attitude is that of positivity. And with that math, Matthew, I think positivity is big because life continues, life goes on, but you have to learn how to adapt to things. And there is always a situation that could be worse. So being able to have that mindset get you through so many things where it's a bad day at work or you're having a fight with a significant other. If you, in my opinion, take a step back and then look at all the great things that are around there instead of focusing on the negatives. Because, boy, I tell you, if you want to spiral down and be sad and be positive and negative, you can do it and you can have a great time with no one else. Or... You can be happy, have a great time, smile, be a little bit of a goofball. And people, it's kind of contagious, which I found out. So I'm just being myself all the time. And I know people are pitying me, but I think they like me a little bit. I love that, especially in the world that we're living in today with how hard it is to cope with the pandemic and the sheltering and the protesting and the infighting and, and everything else. You know, we could use a lot more positivity. So I, I hope that like what your uncle is doing, we could spread this to even more folks that need that positivity, even if they're not thinking about specifically the battle against ALS. Although, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, we should be talking, you know, we should be thinking about that as well. Like you said about that positivity, I could totally understand what you were saying earlier, where your friends feel like it's just the hang, right? You and Nathaniel are just chilling out in the backseat of their car, they're driving down the road and it's probably like nothing ever changed. Like you're still just in high school goofing off and you two are just back there. It happens to be recorded, but everybody gets to enjoy it. 
And that's absolutely correct. And yeah, it just kind of has found its way through the microphone into people's headphones or car stereos and really gives them that comfort, which uh, we're so pleased and so happy that yeah, we're able to do that for people. It's a really cool feeling. And I don't know, sometimes it's hard to put into words with a podcast and how it's able to spread to people in such a good way. I, I joked with him, actually, the first time we um, made our first podcast that we'd get five people to listen or maybe a million. <laughs> and I said, well, I'll take five. And those might be the people we forced to listen to us, but I think they'll like it. So it's just kind of crazy how it's been more than that, actually. And it's so organic how we all kind of developed and people are just finding something that attracts them to a podcast and they continue to press play and listen on it whenever we put out a, a new episode. You know, I always tell clients and anybody else that I'm talking to that you should podcast as if only one other person is listening or frankly, do it as if nobody else is going to listen. And it sounds like you have that exact attitude. So I, I love it. I'm super happy for you guys that you guys just get to enjoy yourselves and bring a little life and positivity and, and good vibes to others in the world. So let's talk a little bit. You know, we always talk to folks about what charity they are supporting. In your case, we have a GoFundMe specifically here for Chris. It's Beckett's Battle. We will put a link in the show notes, of course. Encourage everyone to donate. Even if you can't donate a lot, look, these things, it helps Chris and it helps Taylor and it helps Alex. It looks like he's the organizer of this one. The more people that give, even if it's just a couple of dollars, the more it's going to get elevated by the platform and so more people will see it. So please, if you're hearing this, click on the link, give a little support to help with uh, Beckett's battle. But tell us a little bit about what we're raising money for and you know what that money is going to be used for. Yeah, absolutely. So with ALS, it's one of those diseases that really takes a toll on everyone around you, not only the person with ALS, but family members, significant others. And with ALS, there currently is no treatment available that can cure it, but they do have um, a few medicines out there that do help maybe prolong life for a month or two, as I've been informed. But the big thing is, with ALS, as your body deteriorates, and as you get a tracheotomy, which is going to be your breathing, which sort of system breathe for you, because at some point I will be unable to breathe on my own. And with the tracheotomy, it's going to require 24 hours a day care, because I will have to have someone be around me around the clock to ensure that the device is breathing, that there are no issues coming along during the complications. They'll constantly have to suction because the tracheotomy where it's put in, there will be a mucus buildup. So a big part of the funds are just strictly towards care because if someone were to get a full-time 24-hour caregiving team, which could be four or five people, that can get pretty pricey and get into the $200,000 a year, 
which it's so absurd that we have to put a price tag on wanting to stay alive when you're mentally all there, but you're essentially completely trapped within your own body and paralyzed, not being able to move besides your eyes and thinking and just dreaming about everything else in your mind. So that's a big thing where the funds are and kind of how we're projecting and looking at how we can best tackle this with the care. Yeah, I don't want to go too deep down that rabbit hole because I would be seething with anger talking <laughs> about our medical institutions and the way we are treated or, as you sort of pointed out, the way we are not treated and not taken care of. But this is positivity, so let's stay on the positive note and and we'll we'll fight the battle of better health care tomorrow. Absolutely. So you also you guys put together a little documentary. We'll put a link to that. What's that all about? So that documentary is about me and my fiance, and we just kind of opened up about what ALS is, and kind of tap into our love story because you look at it, this disease is not one for the thin hearts or one that has a good outcome. So to see two people like me and Taylor and how much we love each other, wanting to stick it out together, that's a big commitment. And damn, I tell you, that woman is amazing. She is amazing. The rock, the everything to me. So we we talk about that and kind of the challenges we're up against with ALS and being able to explain to people what ALS is because a lot of people don't know. I'm sure you, Matthew, like a lot of people are familiar with the Ice Bucket Challenge and then ALS a little bit, but we want to give people a little more insight as to what it is and put a visualization to it so people can see stone with ALS and understand a little bit kind of how it progresses. So to share more light and tell our friends and family and more people actually have caught on to it and um, started watching. They have repeated a few of my my little jokes in there, so uh, you'll have to watch it to see them, but I guess it's caught on a little bit. And Chris, before I let you guys go and, and we wrap this up, you were telling me earlier that You've got another effort underway right now. What, what's this all about? Yeah, that's correct. So uh, one of a good friend of mine is a marathon runner, and he was just so inspired and kind of wanted to be able to show his love and how he could help. So his idea was, well, why not push Chris in a marathon? So he has helped raise funds with, his wife and through his family and friends. So we've got a racing wheelchair now. And we'll be going out for our first marathon, which will be the LA Marathon in, I believe, February. And the goal after that is to qualify for all the big six marathons. So Boston, New York, Chicago, Berlin, and be able to spread our awareness that way and show everyone that ALS is not something that's going to stop us or stop me from being a competitive athlete. So we're trying to actually, well, I'll say it, we're going to 
try to break the world record of two hours and 57 minutes. I'm sorry, Bobby. I'll put it out into the universe. So we got to do it now. That's it. You just got to put it out there. And we'll have a link. You guys will send me some links or whatnot. We'll put it in the show notes here. So folks who want to support you guys in this effort can uh, get involved too. Yes, absolutely. We will. Well, again, we are going to put links to the documentary. We're going to put links to the GoFundMe page. We're going to have all the links to the podcast on Instagram. There's some great photos under the Instagram profiles. Beckett's Battle, Nathaniel Dapalone, and Chris Beckett, all one word. That's B-E-C-K-E-T-T-E for Beckett in this case. But before I let you both go, Nathaniel, just because you had never done this before and because you're doing this for probably a different reason than most others would even think about it, what would be your advice? What would be your guidance to the next person who is looking to start a podcast, looking to tell their story or somebody else's story, anything that you can help them with, any lessons you learned along the way? Honestly, I'd say from the start is know what you're going to talk about. Chris and I both have had moments where we hop on and we don't know what we're really going to talk about. And then we spend 30 minutes trying to decide what to talk about before we even start. Taking the time to prepare and jot down your notes for what your topics are going to be definitely will help move you forward faster and get your podcast going. I love it. And Chris, of course, the question to you, my man, is what would be your advice to somebody coming along who wants to start a podcast, who wants to get their story out there, get their voice out there, and get people to enjoy what they're doing? I do second what Nathaniel said, but I would also add to it, be willing to put yourself out there, put your views out there, your experiences and emotions, because then you start to realize with whatever information you're bringing, it will attract people and people will see a common bond and find you relatable, which if you think about the why we always like other podcasts in the beginning, we enjoy who they are. So be yourself and just let it flow. Don't try to, then I find that it comes off not as good as you might want. I like that advice. I really do. Well, again, everyone, the show is Born to Battle, Born the Number to Battle. You will find a link to it on Apple and Spotify right here in the show notes, link directly to their site on Buzzsprout. Watch the documentary. Follow them on Instagram. Please, please, please check out the GoFundMe page. I know things are tough right now. Everyone's struggling a little bit, but if you have it, even if it's just a couple of dollars just to get more names on the wall, more people showing their support for Chris and, and his battle. Please throw a few bucks their way and see what you can do to help Chris and his wonderful fiance Taylor. Nathaniel, Chris, this was not the conversation that I was expecting when I saw who I was chatting with tonight, but I am so delighted that you were both here, able to tell your story. I am so delighted that I'm able to play just a small role in preserving Chris's voice as well, the way that you're doing, Nathaniel. And it's just been an honor and a pleasure, gentlemen, to get to know both of you. Nathaniel, Chris, thanks so much for joining me on CauseBots today. Thank you, Matthew. We really appreciate your time. And again, the more we could spread awareness of ALS and spread Chris's story, especially with the positivity, the better we can we can do for everyone. And Matthew, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And um, much love. Much love. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cause Pods. 
Again, if you've been inspired by the work of our guests, please check out the show notes in your podcast app or at causepods.org. There you will find links to their work and a special donation link to support their favorite efforts. From there, you can also follow and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And remember, if you have a cause pod and want to join me for an interview, please check out causepods.org and fill out the interview request form. If approved, we'll schedule you for a chat and share the amazing work you're doing with the CausePod audience. Thanks again, and see you next time on CausePods. Pods.